and welcome to Don't Look Like a Runner, a gender-neutral podcast referring to running, fitness and tech as they or them. I'm Nick. <laughs> and I am John. I am John. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, thank you. Nice intro. Well done. Thank, thanks, mate. Oh, wow. Wow. Praise, from, praise from Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Normally you just tell me they don't make sense. Oh, I too, Brutus. You're going to be stabbing me in the back soon. Go on. Oh, it's, well, yes. Any follow-up? Follow-up? Go straight into follow-up. Uh, I, I haven't got any follow-up, but you have uh, been hanging out with the audio engineer. Well, <laughs> I can't remember, did, did, I can't remember last, last time, did, we, did I tell you they'd shipped? You told me that they'd shipped. Well, I've told you, I've told you they shipped. On a text message, you made the joke, you might as well ship them straight to my beer. <laughs> yeah, that's true enough. No, no, I might have said that in the, I might have used that great content in the uh, podcast, I can't quite remember. I can't remember, the problem with, the problem with me and you, John, is that we talk, talk normally, so I can never remember what's in the podcast and what's just in our conversations. This is um, us having a normal conversation, mate. There's no, well, I know, there's that's no framing what, around this. That's a problem, it's just, there is, it's too close to reality. Um, the URLs were shipped. Um, they didn't arrive, They didn't go to the bin. They actually went to my my door. Excellent. Um, oh, but quick sidebar. Um, yeah, we've become quite good mates with our yodel guy, which is an absolute treat. <laughs> is he the guy who didn't know where your road was? Uh, that was DHL, no, wasn't it? That was a different. That was a that was an, an off brand <laughs> delivery. I think. <laughs> um, no, that no, it was UPS actually. I just remember what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, no, the yodel guy has become quite a good uh, good pal. He's a, he delivers my beer from Beer Fifty Two, oh, and nice. uh, every time he's got a little, he's got a little uh, little comment for me. Got a little line set up about the, yeah. the beers. No, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. Is, yeah. it, is it creepy when he does it though? Is it like when you're at the supermarket and they make a comment on your purchase, like, "Oh, you're going to have a good night." <laughs> no, uh, he's he's no, he's good. He's a good to he's a good good boy. Good, good boy. He's a. Well, I've mentioned that I'm on good terms with, with my uh, yodel lady as well. So I think what could be quite fun is if everybody brought their yodel courier to the pub and we had a meet-up. <laughs> that would be incredibly awkward. Nice well, I wonder nice what one. romance could blossom between the yodel uh, delivery drivers. What, what relationships they could set up. You know, maybe they could go into business against yodel if we got them all together. We could unionise them. We could yeah. unionise the yodel people by getting oh, them together cl- for a drink. Classic. It's taken you one minute to go from I, I'm quite friendly with my yodel man to let's unionise. Absolutely classic, Hickman. What would Springsteen do? Such a trot. Such an old trot, I am. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so they, they arrived. They went in the house. There was no particular drama about that. And uh, so I was like, okay, right. I'm excited. Oh, the headphones. I thought you meant, I thought you meant the yodel man had come in for a beer for Yeah, a okay, man. we cracked over those beer 52 ones. I gave them all the ones I don't like, all the dark beers. I was like, all the dark beers. All the dark You can have a dark beers, pal. Um, no, I, so the ERLs uh, arrived, and obviously, as you can imagine, I was incredibly excited. Um, Were you? Well, of course. Well, for a start. Uh, you, I, seemed, you already seemed preemptively bitter about it. No, I wasn't bitter. I was excited. I was excited to see what had um, what had come out of of all the, the weeks of waiting and the okay. uh, car crash emails. Fair enough. Um, quick flash review. Um, on the positive side, what I would say is that this company is very good at writing a very accurate email summary of the problems with their product. Because it was it, it was a bit like I was running through the checklist on the email 
And I'll be honest with you, I very quickly got to refund policy. It was... <laughs> Uh, so outbound marketing and documentation is on point. Okay, yeah. So you just need to work on product. I did say when we talked about why I bought these, I said to you, I'm interested in what 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 people can do with this kind of like full wireless technology yeah. when you're not Apple and you're not spending 130 quid. Okay. And to be fair, I've got the answer <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> fuck all because they. Connecting connecting these headphones to your to your phone is like some sort of weird rain dance you have to do that only sometimes works. Like it's right. almost like pseudoscience. So right. like maybe maybe they're only connected because of a placebo effect, and they were they were never actually connected. Um, when they are connected, uh, they last around eleven minutes. Uh, that's a bit harsh, actually. Uh, about an hour. Which, right. to be fair, might as well be 11 minutes. For all that's good to me. Yeah. Um, the battery life is appalling. The connection is um, not good between the two headphones. So the one that is... So what you do is you pair one with your phone, right. and then the other one pairs to that. Oh. So the one that's paired to your phone <clears throat> seems to hold connection as well as any other Bluetooth headphones would. Right. But the connection between that one and the other one is absolutely garbage. So you've just got one ear constantly cutting out all the time. Oh, dear. The sound quality is average at best. Um, and... Oh, oh, and they've got a charging case that yeah. will only charge them if they are put into the charging case with the sort of microscopic precision... Huh. required of a brain surgeon it's like putting them into the charging case to get them to charge is a little bit like when you watch like an indiana jones film and they have to work out like a secret code on a door and put like turn right. diamonds and oh, stuff and in the certain directions in order to get the doors open the that's what it's like trying to get these things to charge consistently yeah. um because what is they just like they've got like a little red light that says they're charging and it just like will go off if you, like, touch the charging case. So you have to, like, open up again and reconfigure it to make sure it's charging. So a slightly uh, kind of more tech-adjacent metaphor would be when you've bought an off-brand lightning cable from the Poundland. Yes. And it lasts for kind of one charge, and you think, this is great. And then the second time you try and charge it, any movement of air near the wire breaks You have to sort of, like, wrap it around in a configuration to get it to be leaning. Sometimes you have to weigh it. You have to put put some weight on top of the cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very much, very much like that. Great. Um, So all of this is to say, like, man, those those Apple headphones, they are really, really good. Because clearly this stuff is not easy to do. Mm -hmm. I think I took it for granted a little bit how incredibly good they are. They mm. never, ever lose connection. Mm. They never, like, cut out between one ear and, and the other. Um, they're always charged. They last for ages. Mm. And, it do, like, the difference between $130 and $50, you get a lot more for your, your extra on top because yeah. these ERL <laughs> ones are absolute garbage. Uh, so I've given them to my wife. <laughs> They're hers now, and um, but to be fair, they're hers because I said because she was looking for some for the gym, and she'd been yeah. 
she'd sort of like asked about the the wireless Apple ones and and sort of inquired. So I was like, oh, I'll give you, you know, I said to her, you know, these aren't really for me. Um, give them a go. I think her, she doesn't need quite as much of a charge because she's not going to be going on like two hour runs mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, give them a go. And so she, <laughs> she took me away with her this weekend mm-hmm. and she came back and um, I was like, oh, I had to get on the headphones. And she's like, couldn't pair them. Spent my entire train journey trying to get them to pair with my phone. Would not mm-hmm. pair. So she's not even had a chance to get them to like try them out because they right. just won't pair for her. So yeah, they're not great. Not great at all. So, dear dear acoustic veteran, I have notes. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know whether to bother. I can't, don't think I can be bothered to go through the effort of asking for a refund. I hear he was he was busted out of the acoustic army, mate. I don't think he. Uh, <laughs> yes, don't yeah. think he passed out uh, honourably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not good. Don't do. I do not recommend. Sorry. Oh. We had we had high hopes, but you know. Yeah. At the oh, end of the day, we have got aftershocks. Hey, so. Well, speaking of aftershocks and speaking of follow-up on Bluetooth headphones, I see there was a mm-hmm. little bit of drama. Oh, yeah. Yes, there was some, some and I'm, drama. I'm sitting here smug as a <laughs> Cheshire cat. So it turns out that uh, all of our listeners who uh, rushed out to buy aftershocks and found um, a place where they can get them cheaper than, than you paid for them haven't got their aftershocks. Yeah. And then aftershocks themselves have weighed into the controversy. Yes. <laughs> and said, oh, uh, hang on, lads. Let's just slow down here. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, whoa. hang on, everybody. I, 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 yeah, gender neutral I thought now. we were a gender neutral podcast. Oh, they were all blokes. Um, <laughs> they were all blokes, yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, the aftershocks have waded in and said, "Can everyone just just calm down? I'm going to check this out, see what's happening. I, I'm not sure what the what the final solution for that is. Final solution, sorry. What the final <laughs> outcome? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's not that sort oh, of podcast. Acoustic veteran, mate. That's, um, he needs to be. Uh, <laughs> they took it to the DM, didn't they? In the end, they, they did took, take it down down the DM. Uh, slid into um, some DMs to uh, sort this out out of public gaze. Well, aftershocks have been interesting. They seem to have really upped their, their social game the past few weeks. They were also um, they were giving away some headphones on the weekend, and I think they were running UK Run Chat on the weekend they, as well. They did. They took over UK Run Chat. Um, I, I was sort of keeping an eye on that actually because um, yeah. I've, I've put our Twitter feed on my phone now, so I'm able to see the um, the sort of the sort of shambles that we follow. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> they, they did take over UK Run Chat. There are some there are some chances in the in that Twitter feed. I, I've been meaning to message you about this. There, I, I don't know how you put this Twitter feed together, but there is some there are some melts on that. I tell you. Do, do you remember? Do you remember the person who who was saying, you know, if you could only just keep your one mile pace up for twenty six miles? Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember that fella? He's have you have you seen him yet? I think I've seen him. Yeah. The other I day, was, I didn't put most the other day was on about but... taking taking a bottle of maple syrup on a run. <laughs> I was looking at it going, what are you? Just for what, for oh, the pancake stops? Like taking a bottle of maple syrup on a run? No, mate. Oh, my God. Imagine the mess you'd make of yourself drinking maple syrup I don't from know a what, bottle. I can't believe you put this what list together. elf? <laughs> I did mention to you about the list as well. I'm, I was feeling pretty, pretty glum over the weekend, and uh, I was reading people going, oh, I've just done a casual 15 miles at like 8 minute 01 pace. I'm like, I just piss off. All these people who can run well make me sick. Anyway, my bitterness will be soon explained. 
Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so my my uh, posit last week that uh, perhaps buying aftershocks at a knockdown price was not the most reliable um, source seems to have panned out slightly. Um, but I'll be interested would, to see how that played out in the DMs. Yeah, it would be good if if uh, those involved could could get back to us. Um, that would uh, that would be good. I've noticed a, a trend actually with I think it's due to our release schedule. We're quite light on actual direct correspondence at the moment. Yeah. And then we get a tranche of it and we seem to be we seem to have correspondence that we have to respond to every other week, every other episode. Right. And so we haven't had much email. All the email that we had um at the moment is people going, "Oh, uh, did you mention me in the next episode? I'm looking forward to listening to it." So I haven't had replies to any of them yet. Well, you won't do if you speak to them like in that with that sort of impression of their voice. You say it was very condescending. Oh, well, that wasn't a particular person. That was all of them. That was like a gestalt. Oh, right. So they're all as bad as each other is what you're saying. Well, no, no. It's just well, it it sounds like, it's sounds it's like... in the roundings. It's, it ends up like that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we did get some um, we did a correspondence on the DM. We had someone slide into our DMs. Well, how does this work ethically? Can we talk about this now? Well, they've specifically asked us to discuss it, so... Well, that's fine then. That's fine. <laughs> is, that, is that not okay? I feel like that that's, is. they've given their express permission for us to... Active consent, okay, that's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll read it out for you. You've not read it yet, have you? Because you've not been keeping on top of it again. So... <clears throat> I mean, I have is... read it. All right, so, all right, so you just lied to me a little. Okay, so, morning runners. Discussion in the office this morning turned to running and a colleague of mine keeps having foot problems. Okay. Uh, a guy comes over and says, you can get your foot scanned, your gait analysed, and they'll let you know what sort of shoes you should be wearing. Um, apparently these guys do the scanning for free. Um, he links to a place in Birmingham. Yep. Uh, also, these other guys can sell you a personalised insole for about £45. Uh, someone with wide, flat feet of a duck person. This seems to be uh, it's too good to be true. And, uh, yeah, both have shops in Birmingham. Have mm-hmm. either of you ever looked into anything like this and any opinions either way? That's from Ross. So... Well, I think we do have experience of this, don't we? I know. Gate analysis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gate analysis. But the but the but the personal insult thing is new. So, no. um, yeah. So gate gate analysis, they put a, a series of cameras around you, and it's the closest you're going to get to being mo-capped to be in FIFA. Oh, do you know what? I didn't even think about when I was having it done, and I feel like I've missed out on some sort <laughs> of you? serious fantasizing. Didn't you? I was all like, "Should I get the suit on with the ping pong balls?" Oh man. Should they're like, no, no, you're fine, mate. Just get on the treadmill. <laughs> Take, taking a light reading. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I've had it. Did you have it done at Sutton Runner? I did have it done at Sutton Runner. Now, is that one of the ones he's linked to? No, no. He linked no. to um, up and running in uh, Birmingham up on Conwell Road. They used to be in the same building as Evans where we did our famous cycle repair. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Class. Infamous. <laughs> Infamous. Yeah, so you, it's just you, finished yet. <laughs> so you had it done. So um, are you an overpronator or an underpronator? Um, and then can you explain what those two terms mean? Um, let me let me Google. I've forgotten. I think okay. I'm over over over. You caught you caught me on the, on the uh, hop, caught you quite literally on the hop. Um, so foot rolls inwards is overpronation. Yeah, so my my shoe is built up on the inside to prevent that. Uh, yes, I'm an overpronator. Uh, I thought it was the other way around, but I'm definitely an overpronator. So what, my foot rolls in, does it? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm an, I'm an over. Um, and I did get, I, I went to Sutton Runner. So so pronation is like, 
if you're neither if you're if you just pronate i guess yeah. if you're neither well uh, underwhelmed or overwhelmed you're just whelmed and um, yes, the you land foot lands and stay straight as it should do yeah. you have a and, neutral foot strike i think yeah but i think um a, a lot of people i imagine either under or over pronate and their foot will either roll in or out and obviously that you can imagine that can cause ankle problems yeah um, and obviously problems all the way up your body if you're landing and not and not landing straight the knee was the one for me that was where i started feeling um some some tenderness um that was what the the overpronation shoe fixed for me same same well i'll get on to whether the shoe fixed it for me but yeah same that's what i that's what caused me to go and get this checked out um and also there's the the other side of going to somewhere like that that um, they've got the wider fitting shoes as well that we've Hmm. we've discussed before so yes um we were both overpronators i bought some shoes that were built up like you were saying um but i have to say i i they're, they're the shoe that my famous expensive running shoes that i've replaced with my um cheap decathlon ones because i was finding yeah. more comfortable to run in um but i did have to, i do have to say actually my on we'll, we'll get to the the big run recently mm-hmm. um but at the end of that, when I was walking along, I did notice that my ankle was turning in quite a bit. Mm. Um, so it might be time, well, for, might be time for me to readdress, readdress the, the overpronation stuff. Yeah, so here's, here's an issue I've always had with the, with the um, gait analysis thing. So they put you on a treadmill mm-hmm. and they put you in a, in, in a neutral shoe and they get you to jog a bit <clears throat> and there are cameras at various angles around you and then they look at that on the screen and then they make a decision as to whether or not you're a pronator uh, an overpronator or an underpronator or, or a neutral strike and then they recommend a shoe based on that mm. i think that i run more neutrally when i'm fresh and as i get lazy mm. and yeah. as i get lazy as i get tired yeah. my legs start getting lazy and i'm not holding my legs up properly so i do have a concern that gait analysis is uh, a little bit of um, a dodgy test and that actually you'd be much better off. I, I, know, I appreciate the shop can't do this. They'd be much better off coming with me on a like eight or nine mile run <laughs> and looking at my foot strike during mile nine <laughs> than they would be putting me on a treadmill for 30 seconds. Yeah, but presumably um, you would show the signs earlier. Yeah. Because it's, it's a mechanical thing, rather, you know, and obviously it would get worse over time. Yes. And so you've just made the point that you find it hurts more. You, you find you get the, the, the effect of the overpronation is something that you feel as you get tired, and that's because your, your stride is, yeah. is off as you're starting to kind of struggle a little bit. Yeah, and to be honest, I only ever started to have problems when I started to do the longer runs. Precisely. Um, and w- when that would probably become... For various reasons, more of an issue. Yeah, same. So I, I was wearing like my my twenty quid cheap Reeboks until I started doing anything over. I think it was once I got over like five k. Actually, I started mm. going, oh, that hurts. What's going on there? Oh man, I tell you what, I'm going to send you a picture of my first ever running shoes I bought because you will you will piss yourself. Have you ever really? seen my my first pair of running shoes? I may have done, but I'll, I need a reminder. Yeah, I'll, go on. I'll send you a picture, and you can you can put it in shadows and tweet it out. It's they are spectacular. Wow. Um, we haven't got time to go into it yet, but maybe next time. Uh, so, would you recommend it then for people who? So, so for Ross, he's asking essentially, would we recommend it? I quite like the idea of the insole. I got to say, because um, I like the because I think part of the problem for me with the ones I bought was that the the actual shoes are a little bit too wide fitting. Hmm. 
um, and I slide around in it a bit too much and that causes blisters. So I'm quite prone to blisters in that shoe. So the ability to kind of like pick whichever shoe I like and then put an insole in it, that yeah. does appeal to me, to be fair. I'll tell you what else is going to appeal to you. I'm just looking at the link for this custom insole Go on. thing. Go on. It, there's a lot of tech, mate. There's a oh, lot of tech involved. Sick. They're, they're putting you on some sort of um, foot-scanning 3D modelling machine oh, that involves loads shit. of green laser light. Wow, the best colour laser light. Uh, so it's, it all looks very, very incredible, Hulk. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put this link in show notes. Um, I've been taking notes of all the things I need to do in show notes, so I'm going to have to listen back yeah, to the show. Oh, oh, no, you have to listen to the show you make. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll you'll love this, mate. This is I'm just looking street. now. It looks pretty techy. It does look pretty techy. So what we're, so what we're looking at is... Uh, 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 someone standing on a flat sheet of, of glass with loads of green light arcing all around them. And then they're standing in some other thing that I can only describe as looking like a, um, a an oversized pair of bathroom scales with another smaller pair of bathroom scales on top, mm. which are also moulded to your feet, which looks incredible. That looks like a comfy way to get weighed, I'd like. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Yeah. I, was, I, I often complain about how uncomfortable it is being weighed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Can't just be moulded to my feet a bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so you, would you, I mean, I'm still not answering the question, would you recommend it, getting this done, if you think, what would be the warning signs for you to go and get this done? Um, so my, my warning signs that led to me getting my gait analysed were um, feeling like I was injuring myself just, just by running and thinking there was something up, and uh, the gait analysis was enough, and then, as discussed previously, I found my shoe, and it's, it's reliable and it hasn't messed things up for me yet. So I don't think I need that in a soul. But I can see why, particularly if you've got um, a more marked over underpronation or if you've got other kind of uh, structural issues with your feet, I can definitely see how that would be something that that you might want to go and look at. Also, maybe if you are... um, if your foot doesn't quite fit the the overall kind of box of the shoe, maybe mm. it might help just to kind of lift your toes up a little bit and make it feel less like there's like you're wearing a pair of flip flops, mm. um, which you might be able to get away with by getting like a standard insole. But uh, uh, if you can afford it and have something put on your feet, then, then it's it's great. I think with all of these things, it's it's a case of what you can afford and what you value. It's like with with a bike, you can sit outside your house with a spanner and move your saddle up and down and your handlebars and get something that feels comfy or you can go and you can spend like 150 quid I think it is to get your bike fitted Hmm. Um, if you are a person who has the budget for that and are very serious about it and you feel like the amount of training you're doing is hurting you then that's a good investment if you're me and you go out on a social Sunday morning ride every couple of weeks nah yeah Um, so no, I think yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of needs need, needs wants and um, needs wants and means. I would say are the three things that would converge on whether or not you'd need to do that. I don't need it. I don't want it. I could afford it, um, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think um, it's it's definitely worth doing if you think that if you're finding that you're getting to a point where you're getting pain. Yeah, when you're running, pain. Obviously, you're going to get pain when you're running because it's it's hard work. But like mm. pain that maybe you think mm, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be hurting. So like, yeah, starting to get like tendonitis in your knees. Uh, that was the warning sign for me. Was like 
knee problems when I was when I was running. Um, and like, you know, pains down the ankles, kind of like the sort of things you would get when, you know, if you are literally rolling your ankle. Um, yeah. So just uh, if you if you're feeling those warning signs, to be honest, if it's if it's free, um, a lot of places do it for free for like yeah. gate, gate scanning, gate analysis. But my only thing would be be slightly wary of the free gate analysis stuff because they're not you know there's no such thing as a free lunch. They will once you're in that shop, they will be pushing to try and yeah. Uh, I think Sutton Runner do it where you can pay a tenner to have the gate analysis. Yeah, but you get the gate analysis that tenner knocked off That's if exactly you what they buy do. buy shoes from them. So it's kind of like. Yeah. If you just want to get analysis, you can pay, and then there's no pressure to buy. But if you do buy, you get about ten pound back. So I yeah. suppose that's and, uh, that's decent enough. I think I think where up and running it would genuinely be free is that I I would say having been in that shop, they carry less stock, uh, but they do have a big online store, so they're not necessarily going to, be able to furnish you with a shoe on the day. Whereas Sutton Runner has got um, all the widths and all the lengths and all that sort of stuff. So it's very, very hard for you to not buy the shoe. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to fit you with it, whereas you might find if you went up and running, they'd go, yeah, you know, this this shoe's about right for you, but you need it in the wider fit and we don't have it. Yeah. So well, that's kind of on them a bit then. Um, and it would be unfair of them to then charge you a tenner. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, exactly right. So yeah, so um, all in all, good thing, good thing to look at. I yeah. think uh, I don't regret having mine done. No. Um, and, and, and start with the gate analysis. Um, don't go straight to the, the insoles. Do, do the insoles are they cheaper when you buy a second one once you've had your foot, once you've been through the lasers? Well, like when you're getting vinyl pressed, once you've got the the acetate yeah. cut, you don't. It's cheaper to get more pressings done. I guess. Yeah, sure, sure, Grandad. Yeah. Well, it's it's it's, no, it's, I know what you mean. it's literally the same thing as you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, um, I guess I don't know. I guess well, yeah. I guess once it's like an eye test. You pay for the eye test and then you buy the glasses. But once you've had the eye test, you just keep buying glasses. You ain't got to pay for your eye test again. Yeah, yeah. I see. It is. I don't know. I've no idea. All I've done is read the same article you've read. So right, that's fair enough. I have the same amount of information. Right. Correspondence done, mate. Ross, by the way, who corresponded mm. with us, mm. is one of the finishers of <sighs> the Mania Half. The Mania Half. Damn straight. It's the uh, it's a follow up episode to the Mania Half, and oh, do I have a story to tell? Okay. Um, we had we had a few people take part, which was nice. Um, we had some you can see you can see all this at the Mania Half um, We had a few ten k's, a few five k's, and a few half marathons. Mm-hmm. I did think at some point that uh, it was just going to be you and me that did the the halves. Yeah, Pablo dropped one in, but then Pablo decided to come in and destroy our times by an embarrassing <laughs> distance. Um, everyone had to put in a in a ring name for their wrestler that they would be, and uh, discuss their snacks and their tech. And everyone was pretty uh, pretty game for it, and uh, and did a nice job. So nice sight as well, mate. Well done. Thanks. It was uh, it, looks, it looks nice. Pleasure to develop. Vue.js is a, a framework I really recommend for people if they're interested. It's very it basically feels like cheating at web development. It's beautiful. Um. I mean, that was one of the most important things I wanted to know about. So, could you speak to that some more? Uh, what, what would you like to know? Well, just just to tell me about how you chose it and why you chose to use it for this project, and talk to me a bit more about it. Really, okay. Uh, Vue is a JavaScript framework for building applications, so um, a little bit like React or Angular, which are the more famous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very very 
it's got this really nice thing of it's incredibly simple to start with, but you can mm-hmm. build it up to be very complex and it kind of scales to much larger needs. Okay. But the important thing for me was I didn't want to spend a huge amount of time on this. Uh, so it was real simple to kind of like have a form that posted to a database and then get the stuff out of that database and show it on the page. Right. Um, it's nice and fast. It's nice. What's the and, database? Uh, the database is Firebase, which is uh, okay. like an online cloud-based database. Mm-hmm. And it's got all things like <coughs> authentication built in and stuff like that. Um, cool. So we decided not to have people authenticate because it's a bit of a barrier, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah people just post in. It's like one one database table for runs, and then I do some filtering based on what sort of distance it was to then output into different leaderboards and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it was pretty quick to set up. I think I set it up in like half a day. So was it? Did you um, essentially use Mania Half as your uh, opportunity to get into this framework, or is it something you'd already used? I've used it a couple of times before, um, mm-hmm. but I did, did then. I've been meaning to rewrite a different application that I mm-hmm. work on, um, and this reminded me that I wanted to do that. So I, after doing this, I went and rewrote that other application in Vue. Nice. Um, in preparation for some some feature upgrades later on in that so it was a nice little kind of, it was a nice reintroduction to mm. using Vue because i've used it for a while um so is that other project like a real work project or a no just a personal project but it's one that i is quite active so um right, right, right. i think i think i think i can guess which one it is and you seem to be talking around it so i won't dig anymore i oh, know it's just uh it's just my i've got a fantasy gambling league with yeah my that's, friends. What, that's what i thought it was yeah yeah, yeah. I, I only hadn't it's not because i'm dancing around it's because i just don't think anyone's particularly interested um but i re yeah i restructured that using Vue because i was using an old version of angular and it'd been knocking mm-hmm. around for ages and it was a bit stale and more importantly mm-hmm. the database schema on it was an absolute joke so i uh essentially rewrote it to improve the database uh, that was probably one of your earliest kind of apps, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a very much a a learning a learning project, and it's actually yeah. put me in pretty good stead career wise doing something like that. Um, yeah, I always rec- always recommend side projects and personal projects because you learn things on those that can actually lead onto a lot of other stuff. So yeah, that was a pretty big uh, pretty big boon for my career stuff doing that. So that's good. Uh, so nice. yeah. So anyway. Well, Vue was the, the framework I used, and it's really fast to do because I did sort of put pressure on myself in that episode mm-hmm. if I was going to do it in like a you, day. You did, you but, did, yeah. You know, then I did because uh, I am that damn good. Um, right, well, I'll put, I'll put Vue.js in the show notes. Thank you. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so tell me about your half. Tell you about my half. Your um, mainly half experience. I want to I know it all, man. It wasn't. It wasn't a nice run um, for me um, for a number of reasons, uh, but I did it. So that was that was good, I guess. Um, so this was the first run back from injury, really. Um, so I've, I've had the now infamous uh, dead leg that nobody believed <laughs> was, <laughs> was was real, and essentially I'd been I'd been benched for a couple of weeks. Um. I don't know, did I mention having the sports massage and having him look at my leg while I was having that? Uh, no. Okay, so um, I went and had some massage just for my sort of neck and shoulders more than anything because obviously I wasn't actually doing sport and I thought the easiest thing to do because I didn't have a referral or anything to physio was just put myself into a sports massage and then when I get there go, no, you're doing my back. Mm. 
And then he went, yeah, of course I am. That's fine. I was like, oh, that's good. I thought there was going to be sort of some sort of scene where I had to have a proper consultation. He was like, do whatever you want, mate. <clears throat> Perfect. So while I was while I was there, I sort of was talking to him about the dead leg, and he's a he's a football physio, and he was like, yeah, basically you got to be like really really careful. <clears throat> Rice is the thing, um, but as you're coming out of it. You, a bit of massage can actually help because what will happen is you'll you'll accrue lots of crud in there and things will get a bit knotted up anyway. So uh, he said, if it's been like two weeks, I'll, I'll give it a bit of massage out. And he did, and that really, really helped. Mm. And then he told me, um, he said, I'd be all right probably for my long run on the weekend so long as I could get through a 5K in the week. Mm. So I had um, I did a 5K on the Thursday, I think it was. And to be honest... It was pretty. It was pretty okay. Um, the leg didn't hurt too too much. Just a bit, just a bit tired, like you are when you when you're a bit stale. Mm. Um, and what has tr- transpired since then is I've, I've still got a little bit of a problem, but it's only if my now I can never remember the I can never remember the word for this. So when you if you stand on one leg and you lift your heel up to your ass, yeah, is that is your leg extended <clears throat> at that well, point? Well, it's essentially a quad stretch. A quad stretch, right. So I can't I can't quad stretch very far. Yeah. But obviously I don't tend to kick my heels right up to my ass when I run. No. So um whether or not my action's any good or not, my the action tends to be kind of going forward with the long leg and then putting it down and then kind of propelling the other one through. So actually I probably only need about sixty percent of that flex to mm. run. So um it still hurts a bit to kind of get down on the floor and things like that, but running running's okay. So then on the weekend I uh I went at a fifteen mile um run and turned in my best thirteen point one for the mania half and that came in a rather dispiriting just over two hours really. Yeah. Um which you know isn't isn't race pace but is is okay. Um the only the only other kind of main note that I've got to share with you is this. Uh I think I mentioned before that when I'm swimming I have a problem in the way that my head locks up in loops. So I get obsessed with counting. Mm. And as I'm swimming every length, I'm going, this is length one, this is length one, <laughs> yeah, this is length yeah, one, yeah. this is length one, this is length two, this is length two. And then I convince myself that I've lost count. And yeah. I get... <laughs> yeah, I do the same I, thing, yeah. I just have epic meltdowns in my head about how far I'm running. Um, I struggled a bit because I spent about six miles singing to myself, oh, 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 oh. WrestleMania running to survive. <laughs> what? You remember the WrestleMania song? No. What are you talking about? There was a song. There was a pop song about WrestleMania that was released, and it went WrestleMania fighting to survive. And I had that song in my head, but the word fighting was changed with running. And I was like, I can't. I can't deal with another fucking five or six miles of this song in my head with its replaced word i, I mean I, i'm gutted because I, I could have re-recorded it so that we had that version for for the official mania half theme tune do you not know do you really not know this song no i know is it before your time or something possibly i'm i'm just gonna have to quickly google it to see what it's what it's called wow dude let's let's save that for show notes wrestlemania we'll, song wrestlemania song <laughs> This is yeah. this is great audio. Well, apparently, apparently, there's apparently there's many of them. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. See if you can dig it out of a show notes. Simon too. Cowell uh, produced it. Stock Aitken and Waterman were involved. Nineteen ninety three. WrestleMania. Yeah, no, the oh, album. yeah, ninety three would be before my 
before my yeah. time. Yeah, it was a, it was it was it was bad pop music. So yeah, that kind of that did put me off a little bit, Nick. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it would have spurred me on if anything. I don't know what your do what your problem is. It was two lines of a pop song with one replaced word. It was awful. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just reading through the leaderboards and I'm looking at everyone's tech. I think it'd be really cool to for the show notes put together a big list of everyone's tech because some interesting yeah. headphones in here, some good uh, running watches. I notice you've got a Fitbit Ionic there, which we might get to mm. at some point. Um, desperate to tell you about my Fitbit Ionic, mate. Say again. Desperate to tell you about my Fitbit I don't Ionic. Know. I think we're going to run out of time today. But I, we I think will. the most important thing to talk about in terms of my entry is my wrestler name, Nick. It was very good. I mean, I had to, I had to help you with it. You did. You did. Um, you, you, it's like you have a we seed. We workshopped it. We workshopped yeah, yeah. it. You have a seed of the idea, and then we 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 bounced it around. I gave you some nice critical feedback, and um, maybe on the spelling of the <laughs> the name. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, John, John the Hickman Hart is a pretty good wrestler name for you. I've got to Thank say. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, very pleased with that. I mean, we we were, we tried working an angle on Hickmania first, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't working. It, yeah, yeah, but you got to go. You got to reject your first idea, haven't you? So, so yeah, wait. kill your darlings. It's yeah. fine. Um, mine, in fact, was Man Mountain Morton, which was my actual um, when I used to do some backyard wrestling. In my youth, that was my actual wrestler name. <laughs> Tell me about this, please. Okay, so um, my wrestler name was Man Mountain Morton. Self-explanatory, um, <laughs> right. uh, tri- triple M for short. Um, <laughs> I'll just I'll just run you through my finishing moves. There was um, a big clothes line which was called the post mortem. Um, so when I hit that, when I hit that, the commentator would scream, "He's carried out a post mortem on him." Um, then there was a mountain climber which was just a big choke slam. I don't think we can deal with this. And then, I'm about to mute my mic while, while you do this. And then, and then uh, when I started playing the... Um, I couldn't do this in real life, but when I started playing the PlayStation uh, WWE games, okay. I created Man Mountain Morton as a, as a playable character. <laughs> and he had, another, he had another finisher where he would go to each corner of the ring and perform a diving headbutt from each corner of the ring. Uh, and, that, and that was called the Mountain Range. So... <laughs> So I was pretty pretty well prepared with my ring name, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh god. So um Sorry, I'm I'm broken. Just carry on talking. Okay, so So despite uh, my wrestling pedigree, um I have to say that my run was probably one of the most miserable, depressing runs I've ever had in my life to the point where when it finished, I was like, I don't know if I even want to run anymore. It was that, that demoralizing. You put in a, a, a decent enough time. Well, so what we talked for before, a training run. Well, we talked before that I'd, I'd earmarked this for my sub two half. Oh shit. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, bad friend. No, no, it's fine. And I essentially, that time is pretty much bang on what I did it in last year. Uh, but last year I was running with someone, which I think helps up the pace slightly. So, yeah, yeah, on the on the surface, not too bad. But physically, it was just a horrible run. I I I got sick that week before, yeah. r- a real nasty head cold, and I was not fit to run. Really, um, like really high temperature, like completely blocked airways all this sort of stuff um like lungs just horrible um 
but I forced myself to go out because obviously we'd had this big talk about for mainly half and it was like this thing we were going to do. Um, yeah. And I was committed. I was really wanted to do it. And I, I actually left it. Remember last time I said I was going to do it on a Saturday so that I could kind of recover before yes. actually watching WrestleMania. I had to leave it to the Sunday because I had to give myself an extra day to try and get right. And right. I just, I just wasn't right. I had to stop pretty much every half mile to blow my nose because I couldn't breathe. And the knock-on effect of that, I think, constantly stopping. Remember, by the time I hit about mile eight, I was so fatigued. Like, phys- physically, my legs were just done. Uh, and I think it was the constant stop starting. Right. Just, you know, like for me, I don't know about you, but when I'm running, I just get into a rhythm. And once mm. I'm in that rhythm, I can just go and go and go. But when that rhythm's broken up, that's when it becomes physically difficult to, like, start again. And I was, I had my pace kind of in my ears every mile, and I was just like, I need to pick this pace up, I need to pick this pace up. And I just physically couldn't do any more. By about mile eight, from mile eight to mile 13, I felt like I was just falling through the run. Every step right. I was just falling, and I wasn't, I wasn't running strong. I wasn't... I wasn't holding myself up. I wasn't pushing through every stride. I was just sort of like, you know, falling towards the finish line, essentially, for mm. four or five miles. <laughs> it was just horrible. It was just really horrible. It was raining. It was cold. It was miserable. I just felt like crap. Um, oh, shit. Turned in, a, turned in a time that was, you know, considering I'd planned to try and hit that sub two, I'd, I'd given up on that after about mile one. Like, I knew that was not happening um but it was the fact that uh, later on in the run i just couldn't i just the fact that i just couldn't find any strength to kind of push through it was just a real real sucker and it's just like yeah i felt really bad about it I, I sort of we've talked before about how running can have an amazing kind of positive mental mm. effect on you that mm. that when it goes badly I think it's a bit like after we spoke after you did the Guernsey marathon, Mm. like the mental impact of such a bad run on you, it was a similar sort of thing. Obviously not to the same extent in terms of what you went through with that, but like, I was just like, I don't know if I want to run anymore. I don't think I want to do this anymore. Like, it was that bad. Um, And it it subsequently, I think, it's actually caused me injury. Oh, no. Uh, Later on, I think, um, I don't want to get into my back problems this week, but I think that last few miles of essentially not not running strong, not yeah. running with a good posture and heart like tightened core, I think has caused me back problems this week. Oh. So it's it was a bad one. Um and yeah, um once so I'm m- kind mindful of, of the fact that you think that it may have injured you, uh that, so I feel I feel a, a bit conflicted about bringing this up. Because um, I'm, I'm always going to offer you some mitigations, but it sounds like maybe, maybe there aren't any if you have if you have hurt yourself. But last time you talked about the uh, when you had previously run a 13, 14 miler, <clears throat> and realizing late on in the game that actually you were kind of nailed on for a good run, yeah. and I just I found it interesting that you mentally disengaged from this run so early bearing in mind that in the past you've kind of you've underestimated yourself if you know what I'm saying does that make sense uh 
you kind of you kind of you wrote it you you realize you'd gone a bit slow at the start and you wrote it off whereas previously you kind of like you got to the end and thought oh actually i wish i'd done a bit more early on because turns out it was going quite well i Um, i I didn't actually start out that slowly this time right okay i started out okay but it was the fact that i was having to stop all the time Mm. to clear my (laughs) clear my airways out essentially um and I, you know, early on I was thinking, okay, you know, just maybe get into the pace, get into, and you can push yeah. through. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much that I was like, it, I wrote off the idea of getting a sub two. Right. But I hadn't written off getting a decent run. Right. Um, but as it just went on, it just got worse and worse. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like you say. Um, but that that previous time where I'd kind of like felt crap and then felt good and, and went through, I didn't have the thing where I suddenly started feeling good again. Mm. I just felt worse and worse and worse and worse. And um, I'm to be honest, looking back at it, I'm pretty impressed with my resilience that I did it at all. Definitely, because and um, the time isn't the time isn't bad at all. It's not, and, and you look at that and you think on your day if you're feeling fit you'd easily do it. And you look at that and you think, on your day, if you're feeling fit and you're at an event, you'd, you'd cream it. Yeah. That, yeah, definitely. I, I still think I've got the sub two in my locker. Um, definitely have. And I just, I'm, once I get completely fit again, once I get over this injury, the injury may not have been caused by this, but like, I don't know. Um, it seems like it probably didn't help. Yeah, because I was very aware by the end of how hard I was hitting. You know, when you get so tired and you're just hitting the ground really hard, yeah, and the impacts are shaking you as you go. Um, it was like that, and it was just and it's bring it full circle, and that's when you that's when your overpronation is really gonna. Well, exactly, and that's and, that, that's, and that's the run I was start. talking about. Like, yeah, I, I, mm. I could. I was walking back, and I was looking at my ankle, going like, my ankle's basically touching the floor here as I'm walking. Yeah. Like, it's ain't yeah. good. So that's putting pressure all up. Side of your leg yeah. into your hips into your back, and then for um, me, and then for me, I, compressing my discs, which is my the problem I have. Yeah, so it, that's that's one thing. That's probably the most likely cause of um, the injury I've had this week is a knock on effect of that. So it's uh, it's been a bit of a downer that one, I'm afraid. But um, I did <laughs> I did warm up for that by uh, having a hot Canadian beaver tail, which is like a massive flat donut. Covered in right, good. I'm glad. That's because it sounded yeah. like something else. Cinnamon, it's covered in like cinnamon sugar and maple syrup. So maybe wow. that got. So that guy's talking bollocks, isn't he? Because he reckons you could take maple syrup out of you. I had a terrible run. Yeah, <laughs> he probably doesn't put it on fried flour. So <laughs> listen, it's the spirit. Spirit of the games, mate. Spirit of the games. Spirit of the games. Spirit of the game. Um, so yeah. Uh, so just we're going to do this again in the winter, aren't we? Though, Nick. In the winter, haven't we got another event coming up in January? Oh, the Royal Ramble. Yeah. That's more of a hike we're going to do. Um, so we'll work, out the, we'll work out the system for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was more of a hike that we'll be doing. Is the Royal Ramble also on a lunar calendar? Uh, po- yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Right. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Pablo, who got the fastest half marathon. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's a... He's a serious runner, clearly, looking at that time. He is, he is. He's, he's, he's not for us. He's, this isn't for you, Pablo. You need to go and listen to a serious running podcast. 
Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Strava pals with Pablo now, so and I, I am, I on, the, I I am to... on the Strava. So yeah. anyone who wants to add me, it'd be nice to add a... You didn't look like a runner group on oh, there, I think. That'd be sick, so. wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm going to switch to Strava because Runkeeper's dead, mate. There's nobody on it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's something that's long been on the, the list of topics that we don't actually look at um, yeah. to talk about that. So I think when when we reconvene, I will talk to you about my Ionic and I will talk to you a lot about Strava. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, if people can find me on Strava and add me, then I can start plotting to build up a group and then uh, we can actually launch that officially sometime soon. Sweet. I've got a few more. Well, a few more shout outs just before we oh, do. Yeah. I just want to give on. a few more shout outs to people. Uh, Ross, uh, previously mentioned. Uh, he did his, I think it was his first ever 10k he did. Oh, nice, he did, yeah. So that was nice to, uh, nice part to... Part of his story, part of his story. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that we'll always be there for his, uh, his, uh, his first ever 10k. He thanked you for his, uh, recommended a running belt, which he's using. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Uh, shout out to Gav, a uh, friend of the show. Gav did two runs, so he, he logged two runs. One was a, a 10k, the wolf run. So that's one oh, where you run nice. through mud and obstacles and stuff. What was his time then, being as it was a wolf run? Uh, I think he had to be quite general, but it's one, one hour 45. So, yeah. I imagine it takes you a long time doing all those obstacles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, ever think, you ever thought about doing one of those? Um, I'm, so, I'm, I'm currently on a WhatsApp group um, of people who are doing one in the summer, and they were convinced I was going to come with them, and I never said yes or no or absented myself from the WhatsApp group. So, that's as far as I've got, mate, with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm fairly agnostic i think yeah uh, it's an exp- it's an expensive event yep and it's an event that's likely to leave that's more likely to leave you injured than uh doing a, a 10k road race yeah yeah i can see the appeal i'm just don't know if it's particularly my um my cup of tea uh gav did then make up for his uh i mean not i don't want to say a slow pace um, but he's, he's yeah. slower pace because of a wolf run. He, he did the he clocked in the fastest five k of the weekend. Um, so that's good. So I'd be I'd be interested to hear from Gav about what he thought of the wolf run, why he did it, and and what what he gets from it. I'd go so far as to say if uh, if if he want to come on tape, but I don't know if he's uh, got the facilities. Yeah, we, well, he, Gav famously did recommend that terrible microphone to us that caused us to put an episode in the bin. So, well, this is what I'm thinking. I might have to, um, I might, I might have to send in my backup if we're going to do that. Yeah. But I'm sure we could work that out. I'm sure we could work that yeah. out. Because, because, like you say, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested in, in the Wolfram, but I always just stop, just short of actually signing up. Yeah. So, and the final shout out is uh, Steve. Steve Shakeshaft. Mm. Um, what, what's weird about Steve is every time I refresh a page, his 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 time is it's, it's different every time. John, I don't understand. It's weird. Is, is it really? It's just different every time. It's weird. Anyway, so uh, shout out to all our mania half competitors. Thank you for for indulging us in our particular sleep. shout out to Steve because um, he he did uh, have a new arrival in his family the same week. Oh um, really? Yeah, yeah. So he did he did particularly well to get out and have a run. So uh, congratulations to uh, the Shakeshaft family. Yeah, sometimes you just need a break, don't you? From all the <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, congratulations, Steve. We're very happy. Um, yeah, so I think that's. Uh, I think we've covered my misery in the mania half. Oh, the cat's oh, here! Oh, great! The cat's here. The cat's here. That's, she's like an alarm clock for when we need to finish the episode, isn't she? Really? She really is. She really is. Cool. Um, so, um, uh, so we're 
done, done for now. I think, yeah, I think next week we'll talk about, we'll talk about watches, we'll talk about Strava. Find, find me on Strava. It's John Ickman without a, an H and I live in Birmingham. That should be enough for you to find me. And I'll work out how to actually give you a link to that. He, means, he means without a H in John, not in yeah. Hickman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you're still on your rewatch of Holt and Catch Fire, so we'll be able to go for that episode soon. So if anyone wants to be around for that, then uh, get involved with it. That would be good. You can find us at Runnerpod on Twitter, which is where you can send us feedback. All right, Soph, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I did, get, I did get the Twitter address right. <laughs> I did. You can you can email us at um, johnscat at, at runnerpod.com. Yeah, if that's without a H, though. John's cat without an H, correct. Um, and uh, this week, as a, as a shout-out for something you can do for us, apparently, if you go to the britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote, you can vote for us as your favourite listener choice podcast. Um, I don't know if you've seen on the Twitter, Gillian's, uh, Gillian's voted for that's, us. So, uh, where, where's Jenny, though? She, she, she stepped up or no? Um, maybe maybe she might vote later. I don't know. Um, See, I saw we, this we, and I was like, oh, that's exciting. Have we been nominated for something? But no, it's just a big database you can search of yeah, all podcasts. Yeah, it, 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 basically, it just basically polls iTunes and yeah. gets the names of podcasts and sucks them in. But it's quite quite a nice build, I thought. Um, yeah. Um, Great API. We're not, not going to win because apparently um, the... Um, what's his name? Brand. Russell Brand apparently is in the, uh, is in the same... Bunfighters us and he's asking his listeners to vote for him i love how you felt the need to clarify that we're not going to win as if that would be something we should like hey come on let's play down our chances a little bit guy you know what i mean like, our, our, our 11 listeners may not be able to push us over the line got more than that mate yeah well the stats play out the what the stats the stats play out I'm agreeing with you. We've got the more oh, than okay, good. Um, uh, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the show there, just kind of like, you know, withering towards the finish line. <laughs> Much like my mania half. <laughs> what, a, what a beautiful allegory for, uh, <laughs> for our lives. Next week's intro can be, uh, welcome to run a pod, an overpronating podcast. Well, I won't be doing that, so that's Struggling fine. To, the, to the finish. <laughs> Rolling their ankles in the world of running fitness and tech. Nice. Ah. <sighs> Well, you got to save yourself. Peace. If you don't like a runner, if you're feeling a little sad, if you buy your gear from Poundland and your fitness and tech chat, if you don't want a little nonsense and it's boring on and on, if you don't look like a runner with your good friends Nick and John. That was good. That was good. That was all right. Um, I'm always happy when there's an episode that I basically don't have to edit. <laughs>